the Ain't No Fang podcast. From Arizona Sports, Ain't No Fang. Well, as they say, Goldschmidt happens. It's just happening not in Arizona. Elsewhere. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Welcome to the Ain't No Fang Uh, podcast. I'm Steve Zinsmeister. That's Cody uh, Fincher. Um, The focus of today's podcast is going to be regrettable trades. Misery and misery. Listen, it's not the first time that we've told you that we think the Diamondbacks made the wrong decision on the Goldschmidt trade. This has been discussed at length. We've both talked about Carson Kelly and his future. We've talked about Luke Weaver. We've talked about Andy Young, who is no longer with the team. But Paul Goldschmidt, over the last two weeks, is the best hitter in Major League Baseball, and it's making me feel bad. (laughs) Dude, he's been so good. He's hitting 451 in the last two weeks. My 451. Goodness. 451. I'm, I wasn't six, exaggerating when I said he's the best hitter in baseball. He's got nine home runs on the season. Six of them have come in the last two weeks. So you're saying he actually started slow and is still hitting. In his power numbers, yeah, he started a little slow. That's ridiculous. And he's hitting, uh, what is it? What is he hitting all year? Hold on one second. It's I can like 340 it something, I think. He is hitting. On this season, he is hitting 345. Jeez. 345. Now, listen. The, Paul Goldschmidt, if he keeps this up, he's winning the MVP award. Uh, he's, yeah. He's winning the NL MVP. Now, as we know, Paul Goldschmidt is a different player in the first half than second half, usually. Yeah. Usually. But that doesn't mean that that's how and it's going to go And I don't year. know how that's been since he's gone to St. Louis, because I stopped paying attention he to had that one down stuff, year but... in st louis the first one which kind of well, equated I mean, him it's... to christian walker in that yeah well, i remember having those discussions on this very podcast being yeah. like oh my goodness christian walker's good I and mean, he had the same numbers as paul goldschmidt this year great but you and i were both reasonable to think it doesn't mean walker was as good of a player as goldie it, yeah it turned out it just meant he played well and goldie played bad it turned out paul goldschmidt had a down year and you would much rather pay a guy five hundred thousand to do that and... than 25 million. And there's ex, you know uh, external situ- or circumstances that come with what Paul Goldschmidt was going through in his first year in St. Louis. He had only been with one team his whole career, the yep. Diamondbacks. He's moving to a completely different city. Yes. There's completely different expectations for the St. Louis Cardinals. It's a baseball town. That is their team. That's the only professional uh major sports team besides the Blues. They have They have uh, the Blues. They yeah. have the Blues, but the Rams were did they move to L.A. by 2019? I can't remember. I think they were already in L.A. Okay, so the Rams were gone. They don't have a basketball, an NBA team. No. Um, they have an NHL team that's pretty good. The St. Louis Blues are pretty popular. But the Cardinals are it. The Cardinals are the team in St. Louis. So, I mean, that's a lot of expectations there, too. And I'm not saying Paul Goldschmidt cracked under the expectations or anything, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Moving his leaving his family for that year. I'm sure he couldn't. I'm sure his family wasn't with him the first year he was in St. Louis for the most part. This that had to be also, tough. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Goldschmidt was traded there before Arenado. Yes, he was. So I'm not saying that that heaps more expectations, but he was the addition. Sure. To that. And he got team. a big contract. And then later when you add Arenado in a similar fashion, mm-hmm. it does take a little bit of the pressure off, yeah. I would think, because you have another megastar there to kind of carry some of the load. But right now, Paul Goldschmidt is making the Diamondbacks look foolish for trading him away. And don't get me wrong. It's incredibly difficult to trade a superstar player for prospects. Very rarely do you win that deal with the prospects. Right. Everyone knew the moment he got traded, 
it was because they didn't want to pay him long term. He got what, like uh, 125 a five, million or something? He got a five year. Um, I want to say it was like a five year, hundred and twenty, five year, hundred and forty. Let me, let me look like it that. up real quick. Essentially, twenty five to thirty million dollars a year for a first baseman. They didn't want to do that because. That's a lot of money to throw into one position, especially a position where you can find value in lower-level guys. They also had Christian Walker coming up through the system. They had Kevin Crone, who was their best hitter in the organization in the minors, um, who never really turned out on the major league club. He, he got a five-year, $130 million contract. Okay, right in the middle of where I thought. Essentially, you probably should have paid him $125 million and kept him. Here's why, because we're getting more context just today. We find out that Luke Weaver has been moved to the 60-day IL. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily expect him to come back. I certainly didn't expect him to come back and play super well anytime soon. But I think this is it for Luke Weaver. I think he's done with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, I don't... I don't it's not a personal I thing. I don't see a scenario where he comes back. Um, I... I I'm not sure what his contract looks like. Let he's look just not available. Bit. Yeah, he's just he's either injured or completely inconsistent in his pitching. Yeah. Has he had good games with the Diamondbacks? Yeah, Absolutely. He's had good flashes. He's had flashes of like, okay, this is the guy. And he's this a super good guy. Trying. I love having him on the team. Dude, the, he, we've seen, in my opinion, I agree with you. We've seen the last of Luke Weaver. He's he gone. Arbitration eligible next year, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. He's 29 next year. I don't, I don't think you even tender him a contract. That's it. I think he's non-tendered. Yeah. Unless you're just desperate for something. But like at this point, I feel like the Diamondbacks have other arms that they want to see. You know? And you're, I'm going to call it a big three. It's kind of laughable that you have to do that. But Zach Gallen, Madison Bumgarner, and Merrill Kelly have been very good yeah. at the start of this season. Um, Zach Davies is Zach Davies. Humberto Castellanos mm. has been serviceable. He's been all right. I don't think he's the long-term solution no. in the rotation. I still, I'm still wanting to see Corbin Martin. Yes, um, he's been starting games down in Reno, so maybe he gets another chance uh, this year to start games. Hopefully, that's where I want to see him at. I'm done seeing him in the bullpen and him not pitching in games. So there is a um, ton of pitching prospects. Yeah. In double and triple A. And by the according way. to you, they're all having terrible seasons. Yeah. I, I texted you the other day. <laughs> I, I did the research on this. I was looking at Reno statistics and uh Amarillo double A, right? Yeah, Sod yeah. Poodles. Yep. Uh, I was looking at their statistics too. The pitchers uh, we're talking That's where I'm all the have, top prospects are. The I'm top have pitching to look. prospects, right? I mean Corbin Martin's still in triple A. I sent you a a list I got to look back of all the players, the pitchers. Hold on, I have it here somewhere. Um, basically, we're talking Slade Ciccone, we're talking Bryce Jarvis, uh, Blake Walston, all these guys. Trey Jameson. Trey Jameson. I uh, can't Brandon remember. Brandon Fat. Yes. All of those guys are having Kyle, down years. Uh, not Kyle Nelson, Ryan Nelson. Ryan Nelson. They're all having down years. Now, mm-hmm. does some of that. Is some of that because they're in the Pacific Coast League, or I don't know. Well, Amarillo's not. They're not, obviously, but Triple But some of them have moved up. They're moving up and facing better competition as well. Also part of it. Um, But my point is, there's a lot of guys on the way. And so I don't necessarily think Luke Weaver, two years from now, is on the contending Diamondbacks team that you're I don't think so either. I mean, there's, there's really no... There's no reason that I can see why you would... Why you would pay? I don't know what his arbitration number would be, 
Um, he's making uh, he's making two point eight seven five million dollars this year. So two and a half. So let's say two and a basically, half next year. Um, yeah, because so he's not getting a raise. I don't think that's really worth it um, to pay a guy who's not going to give you anything at this point. I don't know he's going to be available. Yeah, and there's a spot on the roster that should be probably given to somebody else. Um, not saying that this team is like, oh my gosh, you, you, they're so good. You can't waste a roster spot on whoever, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I just want to see other guys. I want to see other people. What year did Goldie 2019. get traded? 2019? Well, he, yeah. In the offseason after the 2018 season. Three years after the trade, you would want to feel that Luke Weaver, at the very least, what you want out of Luke Weaver is that he's a mainstay in the rotation. Right. He's not. He hasn't been the whole he's time not. he's been here. He's not. Nope. So what are we doing here? And then, on the other hand, too, Carson Kelly, I mean, when healthy last year, Carson Kelly had a good season. Um, he's That's pretty much all he's done. I mean, it's only been three years, but... It, we talked about him as a top 10 catcher in the game. Yeah. I thought he was before yeah. this season. I mean, there's not a lot of good catchers. No, there's not. There's like three really there's good ones, not. probably five good Decent ones at this and point. Not Dal- a lot after at that. At this point, Dalton Varsho is a better catcher than him. He is, um, and I actually want to keep seeing Varsho at catcher. I, I think his athleticism brings something to this. I the position that no one needs, else has. He needs to work on his throws to second on stolen base attempts. But um, yeah, his athleticism is great, and he can lead off. He can lead off at catcher, um, and He's then pop. also that opens up guy more guys in the minors for outfield spots like Thomas and Carroll and. Um, uh, Dominic Fletcher, whoever it is. Part of my part of my text to you the other day about how terrible all the There's pitchers so have been <laughs> is that as bad as the pitching prospects have been, the hitting prospects have been great, and they're all outfielders. Yeah, like, except for Jordan Lawler, they're all outfielders. Uh, yeah, who just went through another injury recently, so we'll see what his future holds. But like Blaze Alexander's an infielder. Yeah, Seth Beer obviously back in AAA now. He's technically an the infielder. First baseman. DH. Yeah, um, but everybody else outfield. Yeah. Alec Thomas was already up. Corbin Carroll, you mentioned. Um, Dominic Fletcher, you mentioned. Dominic uh, Canzoni, I think is it Canzone? I don't know how to Canzone. pronounce Canzone. Canzone. Yeah. He's an Not outfielder. Not as Italian as it looks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's an outfielder. Uh, I don't know the future of Christian Robinson. I don't think he's playing right now, so that doesn't really count. Yeah. But they have a ton of outfield prospects. They do. Um, so, anyway, but yeah, Carson Kelly, he's... He's, he's, Stone not, Garrett, he's not that outfielder. Stone Garrett. What Stone a great name. Garrett. Uh, he's not really a Carson is not really great on defense either. So it's if he's if, not available either. If Carson Kelly. But if his bat isn't going like it wasn't to start the year, he wasn't doing anything like he's kind of just what is he good for? It sounds really mean, but like what's he there for if not to hit? Because he's kind of he's not Yadier Molina behind the plate. He's not gonna win. He's not Jeff Mathis. He's not gonna win a bunch of Gold Gloves or or carry a pitching staff through, you know, through a season or get you guys out on on defense or whatnot. But he it's the main thing for Carson Kelly is his bat, and when his, when his bat isn't there, it's just like okay. Who do you feel better knowing what you know now? Now that Varsho has been playing catcher the last couple of weeks in his absence. Who do you feel more excited about behind the dish? Excited Varsho or Kelly? Excited Varsho. Then what are we doing? I I mean, then we play Varsho. Yeah, but that would mean. So what would you do with Carson Kelly? Like, do you try to trade Carson Kelly? Why can't he be the backup catcher? 
I don't know. Is, is, it really is Jose good? Herrera really that good that you're does it does it come down to we traded Paul Goldschmidt for him? For a backup catcher and a player no, we no, don't want to attend. I mean, like, is that the the one reasoning of the, to play him? One of the reasons for him to be the starting catcher? I think that's the reason to play him, but at, at what point do you get to the point where you're like, okay, the guy can't cut it? Well, here's the thing, too. We're three years after the trade, Here's dude. the thing, too. If Carson Kelly can get healthy again and start hitting, what you can do is, because David Peralta's days here are kind of numbered. He's getting towards the end of his contract, I believe, and he's in his mid-30s. I think Dalton Varsho can play a good corner outfield spot. Yeah, he'd be if a good left fielder. If you want both of their bats in the lineup, then then Dalton Varsho's not going to be your catcher. He's going to play in the outfield. So, I don't know. It depends on what direction they want to go to on that. Why can't they go and get a veteran catcher? They could. Yeah, there's no reason they can't. I'm just saying. They could. I, Because I feel like the catcher position... I wanted them to get JT Romuto when when they could have. It they feels didn't. like everyone in Major League Baseball who's a catcher has been in the league for ten years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're like, all old. You just kind of you don't get new superstar catchers very often. Mm-mm. They're all veterans. Everyone that I can think of. I mean, like Will Smith for the Dodgers is probably the youngest catcher of note that I can think of right now. Everyone else feels like a veteran. Yeah. Grandal's been around for a hot minute. Wilson Contreras has Salvador been around for a Perez. hot minute. Salvi Perez. Yeah. And there's teams that, that basically you just move off a veteran and you bring in a new one. And a lot of guys come up as a catcher and they don't stay there. Right. Like Bryce Harper. Well, and if you're a good hitter, you're going to start playing another position. Yeah. Because they want to keep you in the lineup every day. Catchers don't play every day And anymore. their careers are shorter because their knees right. go bad. So if you're a good enough hitter, you're yeah. not going to be a catcher. Kyle Schwarber was a catcher coming up with the Cubs. And it's they a catch-22. You almost don't want your catcher to be good at hitting because you're not going to play him every day. I think that's what they try, the D-backs tried to do with Peter O'Brien. Peter O'Brien was a catcher, and they're like, no, you want we want your bat to be in the lineup. What did he end up playing mostly? First? Left field Left or something. Field, yeah. I don't know. That was a failed experiment. Oh, that was awful. I remember I remember being so excited when he came up. He and wasn't even like a well-regarded prospect, I don't no, think. No, but he was hitting tater tots yeah. in the minor leagues. We're like, yeah! It was kind of like Kevin Crone. Yeah. Because Kevin Crone was, was their best hitter in the minors. All sorts nobody of dingers. Nobody knew who that was. All sorts of dingers. Nobody knew who that was. Um, but anyway, getting back to the Paul Goldschmidt stuff, to me, this is just me. I know you have a differing opinion on this. That is the worst trade in Diamondbacks history. And I'll tell you why. Why I think it is. Paul Goldschmidt, regardless of what he's doing right now with the Cardinals, which is probably going to be resulting in an MVP win if he stays healthy and keeps on this pace, he's winning the NL MVP this year if it, if he keeps up with what he's doing right now. Which he never did with the D-backs. He never won it. Came close he, a couple times. He was in the top five in voting, what, 2014? The McCutcheon year. Yeah. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I think McCutcheon won it that year. Can't remember what year that was, though. Um, but anyway, this, Paul Goldschmidt is the best overall hitter that this team has ever had. Franchise history. I mean, I know like Luis Gonzalez had the big hit and he had the big season in a biggest 01. moment. Biggest moment. He's beloved here and he's great person, great for the community. Paul Goldschmidt was your best overall position player that's ever played here. 
and you traded him away because you didn't want to pay him what, what he deserved. He deserved what the money he got from St. Louis. He's proving that now. He's proving now. And honestly, he's probably underpaid for what he's doing right now. Um, making what, like $22 million a year or something. You traded him away for because, one, you didn't want to pay him, so they had to get something for him. And then the stuff you got for him, Luke Weaver has been horrible. Luke Weaver has been terrible for this team. He hasn't contributed a damn thing to this team at all. He's had flashes where you're like, okay, all right. That's what we traded Paul Goldschmidt for. And you were kind of encouraged. But then he gets injured or regresses and pitches poorly. And now he's injured again on the 60-day injury list with another elbow problem, which he's had elbow problems before. And I agree with you what you said earlier. I think we've seen the last of Luke Weaver in a D-backs uniform. He's only arbitration eligible for next year, and then he's a free agent. He's 29 next year. I think he's done. I could see him coming back in a bullpen role late in the season. But, even but what's so, the point? If you have to pay him $2.5 million or two, whatever it might might be, what's the point if he's not going to be available or if he's pitching poorly? I don't know. I just meant the end of this season. If oh. he comes back healthy. Oh, okay. Just because he's under Maybe, contract. Maybe. I don't know. I could see it, but I don't, I don't think it should happen. Them moving him to the 60-day injury list tells me he's pretty far away. Yeah. Because um, they now they clear up a 40-man roster spot. True. Um, and then Carson Kelly, who's been, again, he's shown flashes that he can be a good hitting catcher that can be in your lineup every day. But he gets injured. And last year he had a couple fluke injuries that happened to him. Fouled the ball off his foot and fractured his fractured a bone in his foot. That put him out for a while. Um, I think he got hit on the hand by a pitch, too. I think I remember. I think I was at this game. Walker Bueller hit him in the hand with a fastball, and he broke a bone in his hand or something. But I mean, just comparing those two, and it's it's not fair totally to compare Paul Goldschmidt to Carson Kelly and Luke Weaver. But this is an L. It's a big L. Paul Goldschmidt is still one of the best players in this league. He's the best hitter right now in this league overall. He's the best hitter right now. And I also feel, too... And he could still be on your team if you had just paid him. Yeah, you look at like what the Suns did with Devin Booker, where they signed him to a max contract, even when the team was not good. Yeah. Even though you were a bad team, you still keep your best player, and you pay them what they're worth, and then you hope that you can build the team around them, which eventually they did. It just sucks that you're watching the Suns do that, and then across the street the Diamondbacks decided not to pay their biggest player. Which, by the way, he got $25 million, which is a lot more than he was making originally. Yeah. But $25 million a year is not outrageous for one of the best players in baseball right now. Guys make 30 35 a year. What did Arenado make? Like $35 million a year? Something like and that. And he's his teammate. If the Cardinals could go and get both of them, I know it's a baseball town and things are different and every owner is different about how much money they want to spend. But the Diamondbacks, I mean, who else were you paying? Zach Granke? I could do without Granke. Yes, Manny You traded Tomas. him right right around that time anyway. <laughs> they're still paying as Manny Tomas. It was just, it was, and maybe if they're not paying those guys, maybe they do bring back Goldie. Paul Goldsch- Hindsight's 2020. Paul but, Goldschmidt is making $22 million through the rest of his contract with the Cardinals. It that's never not, wavers. That's not that bad. For a guy who's probably going to win the MVP award. 
But the thing is, I mean, the, the Diamondbacks in the last couple of years have not spent more than what twelve million a year on a player. Robbie Ray was around ten. Nick Ahmed's going to get up to around ten or twelve. Yeah, Catal Marte will be around ten or twelve. I mean, Bumgarner is going to be up there. Bumgarner is one of the one of the higher ones. Yeah, but it started very low. It was like six the first year, and then eighteen, and, and then that year got like wasted because of COVID. Right. So yeah, it didn't really work out. Yeah. So I, you're probably right. It probably is the worst in context of you traded away the franchise's best position player in history. Mm-hmm. Franchise's best player is Randy Johnson, but yeah, but no. Goldschmidt's the best position for sure. Player. Uh, overall, like just best player they've ever had. Randy Johnson's number one. The dude is a Hall of Famer. Won four straight Cy Young awards here. Yeah, it's crazy. World Series, unheard co- of stuff. Co World Series MVP. The only Arizona championship a monster, ever. A monster. Yeah, but. In terms of hitters, yeah, Paul Goldschmidt's the best hitter they've had. You mentioned that I have a differing opinion. Yes. I just think that that Dansby Swanson for... The uh, perception of it is just... For Shelby Miller. Yeah, it didn't, didn't do well. Help me remember the details. It was... Oh, I'll tell you. It exactly. was Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson. Ender and Ciarte. Correct, correct. And Aaron Blair? Correct. For Shelby Miller. And I think like a relief pitcher or something. Okay, somebody that doesn't really matter. It was in the, it was, I can't remember the other guy. But they had just drafted Swanson number one overall. That he had draft. just won a championship at Vanderbilt, I think, if I remember right. I don't know that for sure. But And he my, was... You're, it's more than... It, it's a good guess to say that Vanderbilt won. Yeah, that's a decent guess. Yeah. They were at least in the College World Series. Yeah. I remember he was on the field when he got drafted. They were like in the dugout. I remember that. <laughs> um... It just the reason that I feel that's the worst trade. It's pretty easy to feel this way, is because the player you got back was supposed to be an all star, was an all star mm-hmm. in Shelby Miller, and he had proven himself both with the Cardinals, which is why Tony Larusa liked him, and then also later with the Braves, he had a really good season. So you were expecting an all star caliber player. You were getting back the best player in the deal, and he completely forgot how to pitch. He forgot how to play baseball. He was scraping his knuckles on the ground. It wasn't just that he was getting lit up and was, statistically speaking, one of the worst pitchers in D-backs history. It was the fact that he couldn't pitch because he kept scraping his hand on the on the ground. Yeah. How does that happen? And he, how do you forget how to had pitch? No command either. None. But the th- he was gone within what two years? Something like that. That's why that's the worst trade to me. To me... You gave away the number one pick for a guy who forgot how to play. When that trade happened, the thought was, to me, like, you're... Wait, you're trading the guy, the kid you just drafted number one overall? What are you... What? What, what are you doing? But then, the other side was, I kind of understood what they were trying to do. They were going for it. They were... They just signed Zach Granke... And they wanted a strong one-two punch at the top of the rotation. And Shelby Miller had pitched really well in Atlanta the previous couple of years. Really good. So I understood what they were trying to do. I was honestly, I, I was upset about Dansby Swanson. I was also upset about them trading Ender and Ciarte. But they had AJ Pollock, so they could afford they to do it. Picked right between yeah. the two of them. Pollock they is picked the better right, player. Yeah. But and then Pollock ended up having injury problems too. So, but yeah. So to me, like I understood what they were trying to do there, but I understood the Goldschmidt trade too. I didn't. You're the the whole reason they were trying to trade Paul Goldschmidt because they didn't want to pay him money. Yeah, I disagreed with it, but I understood it. I don't understand that. It's well, stupid. But also, too, at the time we talked about, you know, you were getting back 
Carson Kelly, who at the time we knew was an up-and-coming young catcher, which there aren't a lot of, as we just established. Learned from who Yadier Molina. Who was learning Molina. from Yadier Molina. Yeah. That was the thought. And you were know. getting a, a a guy who was already, in as young as he was, Luke Weaver was in the rotation for the Cardinals. And young pitchers in the rotation for the Cardinals usually work out. They're very good at developing Luke young Weaver pitching. Weaver wasn't even good with the Cardinals. Not, not, not yet, but he was, he was in the organization, and the Cardinals groomed really good starting pitchers. And so you kind of knew what you were getting back. It didn't feel good to trade Paul Goldschmidt for them, but you at least knew you were getting some pieces back you could work around. My whole thing is, if you're going to look back on the Goldschmidt trade, knowing now what we know now, that he's the hottest player in baseball, we have to be able to look back on the Swanson trade yeah. after Shelby Miller oh, sure. destroyed Dansby his career. Dansby Swanson is a World Series champion. Right. And he played really well in the playoffs for them the last couple of years. Yeah. In 2020. He's not one of the best 20- shortstops in the no, game. No, he's not. He bats ninth in that lineup. Yeah. They have a stacked lineup, first of all. But he's really good on defense, and he, he can hit. He can hit a little bit. Yeah. He's playing well. I feel better about him than Nick Ahmed. Oh, yeah. And definitely Geraldo Perdomo. And I like Geraldo Perdomo. I know. But. Yeah, I, yeah, he would. You see what I mean? Like, if you give yeah. context to the Goldschmidt trade, you have to give context. Sure. To the I, Shelby Miller I'm trade. I totally, I totally agree that both of those trades were horrible. Those really are probably bad. the, they can probably be interchanged. Those, those. You can two, make an argument either way. They're probably one and two. Yeah. Worst trades that this team's ever made. Yeah. I don't think anybody thought horribly of the Upton trade. No, because Justin Upton kind of talked himself out of town. You could kind of, you could argue, ooh, you could argue the Robbie Ray trade. Starling Marte. But the thing is, when they traded Robbie Ray, yeah, we'll get to Starling in a minute. When, <laughs> when, we, when they traded Robbie Ray, we were ready for them to trade him. Yeah. It's just that you got nothing back, and then he went and won the Cy Young. <laughs> they... Immediately after that. It's not even like they should have kept Robbie Ray. They should have traded him a year before that. Right. What made the trade bad was that you got nothing in return. Literally. I mean, Literally. Not Travis, even essentially. You got Travis Burton. And then you sent him back to Toronto for cash. Right. So you got cash. A little bit yeah, of cash. What you using on? Probably less than they yeah. would have given to Robbie and Ray. And then Robbie Ray wins the Cy Young Award in Toronto. He made paid. it a bad trade. Yep. Because By playing he, well. Yeah. It's not his fault. <laughs> How dare he? Yeah. How dare you, Robbie? Uh, Starling. Yeah, that was a bad trade. What's funny about that is I felt that the trade for Starling Marte was great, and the trade yes, aw- it was. And when they traded him away a bad. month later, well, bad. It was a month of play later, thirty games later, or whatever it was, it was bad, bad. And you got Caleb Smith and Humberto Mejia, who's no longer He's around. No here any not no here not here. <laughs> he no here. He no here no more. Um, uh, <laughs> we knew what you meant. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's gone. Um, Julio Frias, I think is the yeah, who's like a single. He's a like reliever. a single A guy. Caleb Smith is not good. He hasn't been good so far, no. except for when they, I don't mind him in, in the, the bullpen, bullpen as a lefty, uh, but he's a better reliever uh, than starter. I'll give him that. There's like nothing exciting about Caleb Smith. He throws no. 90, 90 miles an hour. No. He's, and he was supposed to be a rotation piece. Got suspended last year for the sticky stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he and, and he, then yeah, Marte exactly. went off, and I think he led the majors in steals the next season. Yes, or he he had very he had a lot of steals. Well, and played very well. He, I think he was stealing bases in Miami, and then they traded him to Oakland, and he led the American League in stolen bases. Right, 
Yeah. So again, another instance of they made you they made the trade look bad and by playing and well. And he's playing well for the Mets now. So like I, But neither of those trades well, come anywhere near the goal con- here. Context for the Marte trade too. They had a, another year of control on Starling Marte's contract after they did at 12 million. And it was yeah, at 12 million and they didn't want to pay it. They didn't want to pay it because COVID, COVID, COVID. I mean, they were tanking in 2020. That's what they did at the trade deadline. You move Chafin, Bradley, Marte, Ray. And Ray. Yeah. You can't tell me they weren't tanking. They weren't. Trying was, to shed some salary. It was all guys that they weren't wanting to bring back yeah. and pay. And two of them made you look uh, very, very bad for it. Paul Goldschmidt is three for four today. Yeah. <laughs> he has four RBIs today. And you know what's uh, you know what's worse about the whole thing? Uh, if they had offered him the deal he wanted, the he money he wanted, it. he would have stayed. He loved it here. I feel that. Yeah. He didn't want to leave. There, There's a grandeur of St. Louis that I think would have been drawing for him. Sure. I think no matter what the deals look like financially, he probably would have considered St. Louis. Well, I don't think he leaves think if about they it offer too, the like, same number, though. St. Louis is a baseball town. Yeah. And they, they will love you. They love you. They will Paul also Goldschmidt. probably hate you if you don't perform. I guess, but they... Not like Boston, but... No. Or Philly. <laughs> uh, but like... But yeah, did like, Goldie feel he never got the love here he deserved? I mean, he was far and away their best player. I think. I think. I think I we think loved him. Got, I love. I still love Paul Goldschmidt. We loved him the right way. He is one of the only. I don't have a lot of baseball jerseys. I have his jersey. Yeah, I, he was my favorite player while he was here. He's he's just so good. I think he didn't feel loved the by the franchise. By the organization. I mean, I think they loved him, but like they made a bad choice, and they didn't want to pay him the what he deserved. I I think he would have stayed. Do you remember it? Because I honestly don't remember this detail. Did the organization ever offer him a deal to Not stay? That I know of. Or did they just say, "Hey, listen, dude, we can't afford you, so well, he had we'll trade you to a place year. that you might like." I think he had another year on his deal. I think 2019 was still his D-backs contract, okay. but I could be wrong about that. But I think they traded him before his contract ran out. Like, how can you not be disappointed if yeah. if, if that's the case, that they didn't offer you a, a deal? It's Freddie Freeman with the Braves. Yeah. Except for they technically, that we know of, offered him a contract. But Freddie said, after he went to L.A., that he didn't hear from the Braves. Right. And then they traded for Matt Olson. Right. Kind of a different situation, but they basically said, franchise player Freddie Freeman, we don't want you back. Because we can go get a younger version of you and Matt Olson and pay him better than what you want, and we don't have to give him a six-year when he's old. Yeah, and... They I gave mean, him a seven-year deal, but Matt Olson's younger than Freddie Freeman. I haven't done a deep dive into the numbers. Freddie Freeman's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt Olson is not a bad player, though. Matt Olson's really good. He's a good player. No, the Braves, they, like... I'm not a Braves fan or anything, but I'm sure there are still Braves fans that are pissed that Freddie Freeman is not on their team. Sure. Freddie Freeman's a, fa- a fan favorite. But organizationally, the they made a good call. They got a cheaper first baseman who's still really good. I mean, good. they could have they done either one, and it yeah. would have been okay. Yeah. But they did what they felt was best, and they, they still got a really good player. I agree. So, but like, what I still... It, I, most of this for me is that I hate seeing Freddie Freeman on the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. Yeah, I know me too. Um, but I mean, the Braves could have done either one. They could have they could have kept Freddie Freeman, and everybody would have been great, awesome, fantastic. Or they could they went and got Matt Olson, who is also an All Star first baseman, 
great. Okay, it makes the it makes the moving on of Freddie Freeman go down a little smoother. Speaking of uh, Freeman and the Dodgers. They own the Arizona Diamondbacks. Dude. Now, for what it's worth, the I'm Diamondbacks so did win a series against them. Tired this of playing the Dodgers. They've played, they've played them played the them most. So much. I think it's nine games so far. So they and the the series that the D backs won, uh I can't remember what back in April. They won two of three, I think. Yeah. Um that was basically that was before the Diamondbacks started really playing better baseball. The Dodgers kind of lost that series themselves. They were playing horrible defense. Like, Gavin Lux was horrible in that series. He made so many bad throws and plays, um, and they kept throwing the ball around the field. So, anyway, but, yeah, I think it's, what is it now, six straight losses against the Dodgers? They're 2-7 and seven against them this oh, season. 2-7. and seven. The Diamondbacks are hitting 199 against the Dodgers mm, with a 273 on-base percentage. Bad. The Diamondbacks have scored 29 runs. The Dodgers have scored 57 <laughs> runs. Oh my gosh. I'm That's surprised. horrible. Honestly, looking at that statistic, I'm shocked they have two wins the against The only them. one that seems to play well against the Dodgers is Christian Walker. He kills it. He yeah. owns Dodger Stadium. He owns the Dodge he owns the Dodgers. Which makes no sense because this first, team sucks against the Dodgers. At first he only owned Kershaw, but now it's just he hits home runs off everybody. And Kershaw's out. So. Yeah, I know. So there's that. But like uh, he seems to be the only one that like Bumgarner last night gave up three home runs. He pitched six innings because they needed him to because the bullpen has been used way too much. Castellanos was horrible the day before. They lost fourteen to one. 14 yeah. to 1 in that game by the way um Thursday every member of the Dodgers starting lineup had at least two hits every wow. member every pitcher the D-backs threw out there including infielder Jake Hager gave up at least two runs not one pitcher had a clean inning well, not, that's not true. Some of them had clean innings, but clean outings. Clean outings. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Thank Fair you. Fair enough. N- nobody. Every every single pitcher, including the position player, Hanser Alberto came in for the for the Dodgers, and he threw a scoreless inning. Jeez, it just feels like, and it goes back way beyond this season. The Dodgers own the Diamondbacks. I know there's a payroll disparity. I know that they pay sure. two hundred million, three hundred million dollars a season for their payroll. I get it. I I hate the Dodgers. I always will. I feel like I always will. But if you really look at their team, the majority of their players are homegrown talent. At least they were. Maybe not so much this year. Chris Taylor. Chris well, Taylor, they got in a trade, from the but they, they traded not very much for him. He wasn't a great they player They picked yet. up Justin St- Turner and Max Muncy off waivers. That counts as homegrown, I think. Cody Bellinger is homegrown. Yeah. Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, yeah. uh-huh. Tony Gonsolin, Julio, Julio Arias, um, Will Smith, Austin Barnes. Before he moved, uh, Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen, Gavin Lux. Yeah, dude. Jock Peterson, before he moved on, was homegrown as well. That's a lot of talent. I mean, this year it's a little more. It's uh, and they 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 Corey, went out. Did you say Corey Cor- Seager? No, I have Corey Seager was before too. he yes. left in free agency. Correct. I mean, now and then they went out and got Mookie Betts. They traded a lot for Mookie Betts. 
Um, they traded a lot for Max Scherzer and and uh, Trey Turner. Yeah, there's no doubt they move but, a lot of and pieces. And Freddie Freeman was signed, yeah, so they've gotten a lot of big, big pieces. But MVP they, pieces. But they won the World Series with homegrown guys for the most part. For the most part. For the most part, yeah, they did. I mean, they went out and got Trevor Bauer, and then he. Got yeah, in that trouble. doesn't really count. Yeah. So, but he didn't help them win anything, right? Except for his own games, he hasn't helped anybody with anything recently ever in life. Yeah, no, I, but yeah, I feel really bad I about hate, the Dodgers. I hate to defend the Dodgers because I hate them, yeah. but. But I, I just I mean, every time they're in town, I'm just like I, I'm not gonna watch. So, the, so, so my birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday! I, oh, by thank the way, thank you. Thanks for remembering. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, everyone needs a reminder every now. And I then. literally looked. I look for some reason every year. <laughs> I when the schedule comes out, I'm like, I wonder if the Diamondbacks are home on my birthday. And, and they were, and they were, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. You worked on the broadcast. Though, I did. I worked last night. You made that decision. You're like, I think I'm going to work. I'm just going to work. I'm going to get paid. Yeah. Um, no. If I'm going to watch the Diamondbacks lose by 13, no, I, I think I'm going to watch. I literally looked at them. Like, paid. Oh, I went like, oh, they're home. I'm like, oh, they're playing the Dodgers. Yeah. Do I really want to spend my birthday at Chase Field surrounded by Dodger fans watching my team probably lose? No. Ah, no, thanks. Not worth it. No, thank you. I mean, they made it interesting last night, but they still lost. Hey, there was a ridiculous incident. In Major League Baseball yesterday. I think we can it's dive into even it. more ridiculous. It's getting worse by the minute. Let's dive into that a little bit. Um, before the game between the San Francisco Giants and the Cincinnati Reds yesterday, Tommy Pham <laughs> approached <laughs> Jock so Peterson in the outfield and slapped him in the face. Slapped him. Will you Smith style. Slapped. Slapped right in the face. There's video out. Jeff Passan of ESPN tweeted the video out. You can see him slapping him. It's very Will Smith-esque. And everyone's like, what the heck? So the Giants, first thing that happens is the Giants request that the Reds not play fam. They agree to it. I have never heard of something never like that. Never heard of that happening. I mean, of course, I've never seen anything like this happen. So. Right. Yeah, it's completely unprecedented. Yeah. Um, People are getting dumber. People got, are getting just I agree. way dumber. Tommy Pham got suspended today for three games. Three games. Which I'm not surprised by and should probably be even more than that because he assaulted somebody on a field, which is essentially the workplace. And Jock Peterson spoke first to the media. Jock basically said, we're in a fantasy football league together. I know, it's already bad. (laughs) We're in a league together last season. Keep in mind, this is at least six months ago. And he said that Tommy Pham accused him of cheating in the league by putting a player who was, quote-unquote, out on the IR. Yeah. And that you can't do that. Yeah. If you know anything about fantasy football, you can't do that. You can't put an out player on IR. If he's really out and is on IR, you can put him on IR, obviously. So anyway, Pham accused him of cheating in a text message to a group chat. They don't even, I don't even think they know each other that well. I think they're just in a league together somehow. No idea how that happened. And so Fam accused him of, of cheating. And that's why Jock says he approached him, he's still mad about it, and that's why he slapped him. Then Tommy <laughs> Fam speaks to the media and says, oh, what Jock didn't tell you is not only did he cheat me out of money in that fantasy football league, but he texted the group chat a bunch of stuff about my teammates in San Diego. Remember, Fam was on San Diego at the time. Yeah. So he says that Jock Peterson said some stuff. We have no idea what that is at this point. He said he, he, Bam said he said disrespectful crap 
blank. I'll yeah. say crap. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're left wondering what Jock Peterson said. Was it worthy of a slap? And it might have been. Another quote from Evan Wiebeck said, Fam said there was, quote, too much money on the line and he was messing with my money. I'm a big dog in Vegas. I'm a high roller at many casinos. What the hell does that even mean? I'm a very big deal. You have no idea how big of a deal I am. He said, no idea. Tommy, this is, he was quote tweeting another tweet. Like, Tommy Pham says he's been suspended for three games. Quote, I slapped Jock. He said some blank I don't condone. I had to address it by slapping him. Pham oh, says okay. Jock made disrespectful comments about his former team, the Padres, in the league's group chat. People are getting so stupid. Why are people so stupid now? I feel like, I don't know if it's all social media's fault. People do stupid crap for social media all the time. Like, oh, you know, like the whole like, doing it for the gram yeah. type crap. I'm going to post me doing stupid stuff, so hopefully I get a lot of likes and views and, and follows and all that crap. Maybe I can make money off me being an idiot. You know what, what cracks me up is- Is that the jackass? Is- like, is that like, like the movie jackass? They start that, like doing stupid stuff to get famous? Maybe, but- I enjoy that but movie, though. I do, too. I, wa- I watched the most <laughs> Have you seen one. it? Was it good? I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it it's hilarious. Okay. It's the hardest need, I've laughed in a long time. I need time. to watch it. Um, I think that could be part of it, but that's- I mean, they're doing stunts. Like, you, you tune in knowing that they're going to hurt each other. Right. Like, that's part that's, of the gig. Yeah. This is- People feel that it's necessary or okay for them to walk into a workplace, onto the field, or onto a stage at the Oscars, and hit somebody because you think that they disrespected you, or Mm -hmm. your teammates, or your wife. You think that it's okay. I understand why Will Smith was upset. I understand why Tommy Pham was upset. Does it ever rise to the level where you feel it's okay to just go up to the person and smack the crap out of their face? Also, with Will Smith, why do you think Chris Rock is there? He's a comedian that was asked to host the Oscars. It's literally his job to make jokes. Yeah, I think I get, if you disagree with the joke or you think it crossed the line, you can say something to yeah. him. Not in the moment. You can't go on stage and hit the guy. Right. You can't normalize then, that. You can't make it then, okay for other people to watch that and be like, I think I can do that. And then Will Smith goes up after he wins an Oscar still. They didn't remove him from the building. Right. And they Chris Rock still had to host the rest of the show. Yeah. And Will Smith gets up there and his acceptance piece is like, love makes you do crazy things. Apparently fantasy football makes you do crazy things too. That's the other thing. The other element of this is this is a a a video game essentially. It's a betting. It's not real. Yeah. It's not <laughs> real at all. And if you're putting so much money on the line on fantasy football that you're willing to resort to violence if you feel you got cheated out of that money, you're putting too much money on fantasy football. I got a mess- you need to get out. I got a message from a friend. We have a we have a group chat and he said was more money on the line in that fantasy league than how much money fam is losing by being suspended for three games? Probably. Yeah, like probably more money on I, the fantasy I game. I wanna know. I, I wanna know. know how much money this is. I wanna know two things. Worth. I wanna know how much money was on the line and he lost. And it, did Jock Peterson win the league? I think that's important too. And what did Jock say about his teammates? I wanna know yeah. those two things. I don't yeah. know if we're ever gonna find that out, but that's what I wanna know. 
And this thing is evolving by the minute. So we yeah. might know by like four o'clock. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just, it's a ridiculous incident. And I feel like everyone comes out and says, I don't condone violence. And I'm like, well, why'd you commit violence? You condone, but you just did by doing you it. You did the violence. Now, Tommy, uh, fairness, Tommy Pham has not said, I don't condone violence. It, it's not that kind of level of hypocrisy, but you hear it all the time, right? Don't condone violence. It basically sounded like... And Tom, then we see it everywhere. It basically, Tom, Tommy fan base like, yeah, I slapped him because I needed to address a problem. Yeah. What? That's not how you address what? problems what? when you're an adult. This is not. Also, why was Jock Peterson on the field while the Reds were taking BP? I, I don't know. if Was it that way or was it the other way around? Way I don't video. know. I'm not sure. It looked that way on the video. But you see stuff like this all the time, right? Where like guys are in the outfield and they go and shake hands like you know, with their former teammates. Or yeah, whatever. the Reds are taking BP. Like they're, I see it, one of their guys on the infield. I don't know. I don't know and where it happened Jock on the Peterson, field either. It's out in the outfield by the warning track. But is it in a corner by a bullpen or I, I don't know. There's a video. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks like he. I mean, he's in front they're of the wall. The outfield and they're out. Doesn't look field. like a corner. They're out in left field by that weird wall they have. Yeah. Okay. And he just smacks him. I don't know why he's out there. Don't guys run on the warning track before yeah, they games? Can run, I they guess. They do their jogging yeah. out there sometimes. Yeah, and maybe the Giants were over on their side of the field doing yeah. stuff. I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying it's anything nefarious. What a dumb time to address a major issue. If you you're going to do it, do it during the game on TV when everyone can watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're going to be that dumb, WWE do it so style. the rest of us can watch live on TV. Yeah, and don't tweet they about ever it. think about us? No, they what don't. We want. You know what's going to happen next? What? Uh, Fam's out for the next three games, so he's not going to make the rest of this series. But the next time these two teams play, something's going to happen. Fam's getting pelted, probably, and maybe maybe Peterson too. Peterson's going to play today, right? I assume. Yeah, I would think so. He might get pelted today, maybe. And he didn't even necessarily do anything yesterday in that altercation. But if he was bad mouthing Fam's teammates in San yeah. Diego, maybe his teammates in Cincinnati back him up. I don't know. I don't know. What a stupid thing. So, what a dumb thing. So dumb. I can't believe we're talking about. Have you ever. <laughs> a lot of bad things on the podcast. Any, any, any listeners, uh, have you ever smacked someone over fantasy football? Send us a Leave tweet. us a comment. Yeah, for real. We want to hear about it. <laughs> you could be on the next episode of the Ain't No Fang podcast. <laughs> um, sure beats talking about uh, that incident or the Dodgers owning the D backs. How or good Paul Goldschmidt how is. How bad the Goldie trade turned uh, out. <laughs> All right. This has been fun. We appreciate you guys listening, despite all the bad stuff um, that we're tweeting about, or that we're talking about. And also, too, uh, not to mention, Diamondbacks were playing pretty well before this Dodgers series. It seems like that's... They won five of six. That's been... Under the radar. What's happening? Like, they've been playing well, and then like, here's the Dodgers to ruin it. Yeah. Four games! Not even just the regular three, a four-game series! Two games left in the Dodgers series? They played... They played... Four games in three days, the last series against the Dodgers because they had a doubleheader. Two games left in the Dodgers series, yep. right? Yep. Including today? Yep. All right. So then we can get back to playing good baseball yeah. after that. We look forward <laughs> to that. They play better against everyone else. And we look forward to the next episode of the Ain't No Fang podcast, which you've been listening to here. I'm Steve Zinsmeister. That's Cody Fincher. You've been listening to the Ain't No Fang podcast at ArizonaSports.com and on the Arizona Sports app. Yeah.